This week on The Business of Lifting Weights, we talk social media strategy. We get into what sites are worth your time and energy, along with our do's and don'ts for these platforms. And this is Brian Pritz. And we're back with episode 22 of The Business of Lifting Weights. Today we're going to talk all about social media. Um, Social media is a really important aspect of a small business, of any business really. Um, And it's only getting more important as the years go on. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about our strategy today um, at Performance 360. We'll, We'll use ourselves as a bit of an example. Also some other gyms around the industry that in our personal opinion we think are doing a good job. Um, and we'll talk about ways that we think social media should be used for gyms. Um, I think a lot of gyms don't do social media correctly. Most, Um, most gyms. Yeah, most gyms. Um, and I I think there's so much opportunity to use it in ways that I don't think people are thinking about using it still. Um, and, uh, we'll kind of get into all that. So. Go ahead. looks like you're, you have something to say. Yeah. I had a real slow mouth open. (laughs) Um, No, it's funny, social media, like, you know, I forget how many years ago, five, six, whatever it was, uh, when it exploded onto the scene, it was like, you constantly got this advice, get on social media, you have to get on social media, and a lot of businesses did that, but they weren't sure how to do it, right. and so end up ended up almost backfiring, because it's like, you're on there, but you don't really know what you're doing, and you don't have this consistent voice, and then... So you're just putting out crap. You're just putting out crap, and then that ends up devaluing devaluing your brand yeah that's a good point i Um, remember when instagram came out we'd been open maybe one or two years and i was like what is this (laughs) everything was going through facebook then yeah and facebook this is before they had all their logarithms that like made it hard for businesses to be found and we were doing really well on facebook and i remember trying to learn instagram and it seemed like the most complicated thing in the world that's Um, because we're old now yeah well at the time it was it was brand new (laughs) Um, and now I would say our primary usage of social media is through Instagram. Yeah. And I think you have to be aware too, cause there's so many different new social media platforms that like pop up and are targeted at specific people. And, you know, I think it's hard to, everybody wants to get on all of them. And I think that picking two or three that are very beneficial, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. I would highly recommend that people subscribe to, I think it's called, like socialmediaexaminer.com. It's an email. Um, God, I hope I didn't just give people the wrong address to type <laughs> in. But if you type that in, it'll come up. And uh, I'm on it. It gives you um, a couple emails a week of just best practices in the industry, what to be doing. It's very helpful. Um, I would consider it among the, mo- the more helpful things that I pay attention to and that, that we certainly do at our gym. So <clears throat> as we go through this episode, and if you want to follow along, um, our Instagram is just at performance 360. Um, so you can kind of take a look at that. Uh, we're also on Facebook as performance 360. Um, we don't do a lot on Facebook anymore. That's kind of evolved. We'll get into that in a second, but, um, why do social media? That's kind of the main question. So many gyms don't do it. They see it as a nuisance. They see it as kind of beneath them. Um, and I would just really, argue against that line of thinking for us, our social media, we are incredibly active. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this in preparing for this episode today by 10 o'clock this morning, we had added to our Instagram story. We had a sponsored article that we wrote go live on Facebook. 
um, a paid sponsored post um, that was based off an article that we wrote, an educational article. Uh, we had a video posted on our Instagram page, a different video posted on our Facebook page. We had a podcast that we did posted in our members-only Facebook page. Um, I think there was something else, but shit, that's like five or six things. They're yeah. all different. Every single one of them had completely different content, different different tone, different style, um, kind of appropriate for that medium, and we'll get into that in a second. But you have to be really active on it, and it's not just for the sake of it. <clears throat> so for us, kind of our, our four-part purpose of social media, why we're on it, what we're trying to accomplish, number one, um, we want to build community on there. That That is number one goal. I would say that's 90% of posts that we make on um, social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Number two, um, it's to recognize effort and achievement. And that, that kind of falls under building community. Uh, but we're big on, you know, calling people's successes out. We'll go through some, you know, kind of examples of that. Um, number three, inspire people and show examples. So, you know, one of the things I'm super particular about is we don't post bad form on our Instagram page. Right. So um, we want to be showing good form, good technique. We want to be showing people that are going to be examples and motivating others. Um, you know, you have to make sure it's not a highlight reel, which we've certainly fallen guilty to in the past. Right. Um, making sure it's not just people's PRs over and over again. Other ways to inspire and be examples for, across all levels of fitness, yep. whether it's like a beginner testing out or um, – a moderately strong member bumping up slightly in weight, mm-hmm. doing it with good form. Um, and then offer a glimpse into the business. So just kind of a look, let people take a look at what's going on. I have so many people that remark when I go home that they feel like they're a part of the gym right. by following us on social media. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You want your followers and people who are engaged with your brand to actually feel like they're a part of it. Yeah, that's a really good point because I have the majority of my friends from home, from high school and stuff like that, they're not active on social media. Like, you know, they're not posting on Facebook all the time. They're not posting on Instagram. And so I think that they're just not on there ever. But I'll get, you know, texts and stuff like that from people being like, hey, like I just saw your, you know, video on Facebook and like, you know, are you guys ever going to open a location in Chicago or whatnot? And it's like, I didn't even know you were on Instagram Mm -hmm. or Facebook and yet you're following us and paying attention to what's going on and already made up your mind that you would want a gym like this in your area. Um, so yeah, it's just like, there's so many benefits that you don't even see. Um, and uh, kind of another point with all these, all those points you just went over, all that stuff is what you're trying to do in the gym. It's just kind of relayed onto a social media platform. So like all those four points right there, you know, that's that's the goal of your gym, to build community, to recognize effort and achievement, inspire um, and offer a glimpse into the business. Like that's all stuff that should be done in the gym as well. It's just being transferred onto a social media platform. Yeah, and I think it, to that point, if you're doing that <clears throat> on social media, and you're doing that in the gym, it, they're just going to replicate one another yeah, naturally. So absolutely. Um, so just to kind of recap that, um, build community, recognize effort, inspire, and offer a glimpse into the business. That's where we are at for our strategy. Each each gym might be a little bit different. You know what's important to you, what you feel like you need to build your gym on. Um, that's worked for us. I think we have close to six thousand followers on Instagram now, um, close to four thousand on Facebook. So um, definitely have a decent following. Um, and 
also that just looks good for you too. Right. Like if somebody comes across your your gym on social media, you know, we've all seen the gyms that have like 200 followers and your natural inclination is to think like this page must suck. Yeah. So I'm not going to follow them. Or this gym sucks. Yeah. But if you see a gym that has a lot of followers, you think they're obviously putting out good content because people are following them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that kind of leads us into, you know, the next discussion, but like all those things are about building the community and, you know, recognizing members and they, if you notice, we do not talk about the goal of selling on social media. Like that is not a goal that is not even in our minds at all of what we're trying to do. And I think that that is one of the most major biggest mistakes that people make is they think I need to try and get people to buy or join or, you know, give me money through Facebook. Right. I, I, Completely agree with that. Um, that's obviously our it's our first point on the what not to do section. Um, don't sell. And it's like, for example, I was on Instagram today following gyms, kind of going through. I follow a lot of gyms, get mm-hmm. great ideas from other places. And the amount of sales that I saw from, from gyms on the Instagram stories page, mm-hmm. um, it's probably jumping ahead a little bit, but understand your medium. Like when people are on Instagram, especially Instagram stories, that's such a personal fun. That should be a a highly personalized way to interact. Right. And like, don't post a picture of the shirts that you're selling for 30% off. Like (laughs) people don't want to, they don't want to be sold to in that format. Yeah. Um, and just so we, just so we clarify a sponsored ad on Facebook is different than the discussion we're talking about right, now. Right. Uh, we do sponsored ads quite a bit. Sponsored um, ads and regular ads, you know, however you want to use that ad medium. Yeah. Whatever they're called for. Like we, we pay for reach on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's definitely different and that'll be a different episode altogether. Um, what we're talking about is the organic content of the brand um, that comes from the page that comes from, um, Instagram and Facebook pages and, and people don't want to, they don't want to be sold on that. Um, you know, if anybody pays attention to the social media world, you've likely followed Gary V. He's a considered a guru in it. Um, and his whole approach is like, he talks about jab, 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 and then hook mm-hmm. meaning like jab, 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 create interaction and then hook going for the sale. Right. <clears throat> and I'm not about to, question how he does business, but I prefer just jabs all the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, I don't like to really ever give hooks on social media. I just, I understand that people are getting more open to purchasing things on social media and in, in a sponsored format where it's very clearly an ad. Right. I think people will respond to that, but mm-hmm. when they're engaging with your organic content, um, I don't think people want to buy in that. And like we, we used to do some of that in the past to just see how it works and the interaction on that is actually dramatically lower right. than just organic content because right. people, they, they, they don't want to be pitched to. Right. Um, so by just jabbing nonstop when they're ready to join or when they're ready to take the initiative, um, they'll take the initiative. But I, I just, I don't believe in selling on social media. Yeah. And the, you know, we, we've constantly talked about doing an episode on selling and we should definitely put that on the list of, you know, major topics. Um, you're exactly right. Like, there are different mediums for different things and social media is not for selling. The whole idea of social media is to build following, 
um, to get people to interact with your brand. Eventually, you know, you want them on your website and you want them on your email list and stuff like that. And that's going to lead down the line to potentially a sale. Um, but that whole goal of social media is just interacting, you know, get them to know and trust you as a brand rather than just trying to get the quick sale. Um, cause that is just going to backfire just right off the bat and people are going to be turned off by your business. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it's kind of goes hand in hand with the second point of, um, what not to do. Selling is the first, but talking like a business, like a corporation, Mm -hmm. um, I think is personally a huge turnoff. Yeah. I think you should come across as a human, as a human brand. Um, your business should be relatable. It should be human. Um, corporate jargon and, you know, buzzwords are just, most people, they're just not into that. Right. Um, you know, I have a rule of thumb for myself whenever I post something that I just bring it up, I type something and I hit post. Like mm-hmm. I don't send the, I don't sit there thinking about the perfect way to phrase it. I just think about phrasing it like somebody would say if they're talking about right. it. Um, and I think that's personally the way to go. Um, I think more people are drawn to things that have a human side to them as opposed to like this is coming from a corporation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this isn't a knock on any time that you post, but like there's occasionally like a comma misplaced or like something not, you know, but that shows that it's, it's human. It's not some like marketing crafted, perfectly drawn out post that, um, you know, some ad companies doing. It's like they realize people realize this is a gym and a business and, you know, people are behind it and it's a community of people. So, you know, I don't think stuff like that is bad and like, don't worry about everything being perfect. Just get stuff out there that people care about. Yeah. Um, and then I think to, you know, it just goes back to, I think people want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from companies. It's like that old adage in sales, you know, you buy from somebody that you like Yeah. and there's many aspects that go into that. But Social media is often the very first place that prospects will come into interaction with your brand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have to like you there. Right. Um, And, you know, our whole approach with social media is when we, our posts are for our members. Mm -hmm. So like we, when we're drawing up posts and targets, like we're thinking about our members, Mm -hmm. we're targeting it to them. We use names that they'll know, language that they'll know, um, it's almost like an inside look to what we're doing. Right. And if, if that happens to interest people on the outside, then that's great. Yeah. But the goal is not to attract new customers with social media. It's to just show what we do. And if, Hey, that's something that you're into, then come take a look in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would just, I would make that recommendation to make your audience, your members. Mm-hmm. And there's ways to kind of get both with that. But, um, you know, your business page should not be constantly for recruitment of new people. Right. Um, number three on the list of what not to do. So first was don't sell. Second was don't talk like a business. Uh, number three would be um, if you lack variety. Mm-hmm. So how do you phrase that? Don't lack variety on what not to do. Um, and this is something that I find just incredibly interesting and, I think I've learned more about like the customer psyche of business via social media than I have 
ever learned inside of the gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's been an eye opener and it's been incredibly interesting to me, but, um, make sure that you are constantly mixing up your type of content. So, you know, each gym is going to have their own target who they're going for. Um, just understand, go for that target. Right. Don't limit yourself to it. Right. If you do that, you're just, you're limiting your business opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so make sure you are constantly posting, you know, different levels of fitness, um, mixed genders, mixed workouts, all sorts of, of, of different aspects can factor into the variety of things, different people. Um, one of the things that I was amazed about is, you know, we had that issue seven or eight months ago where, you know, we solicited feedback from the female population of the gym. And one of the feedbacks that we got was, you know, <clears throat> we don't like how you feature the same people over and over in social right. media. So I was kind of like, okay, like, do we do that? Right. <laughs> um, so I looked into it and, you know, I take stuff like that very personally when it's, you know, multiple people are saying that. Right. So I looked into it and I looked into the time frame and I, I drew up uh, 66 posts that we had done. And of, of the last 66. The last 66, like. At that yeah, time. Yeah. So I backed, I backed it out, 66 posts. Yep. And of those 66, 60 were of different people. Mm -hmm. So I was equal parts annoyed, frustrated, but also relieved that we weren't doing that. Right. Um, and it just goes to show you that reality is not reality perception is reality uh -huh. and when you're the business the per perception of your customers is quite frankly more important than reality right so you know understand that if you have a very loyal following in the gym and you do use social media a lot then people are going to get really really into it and they're going to like following it and they're going to like to see how things progress and just be very aware of providing as much variety as you possibly can so that there is that feeling of inclusion. You know, if I'm a beginner, I want to follow the gym and I want to see like somebody who went from a beginner doing stuff well. Right. I want to see somebody who graduates from phase one. If I'm an advanced athlete, like I want to follow the gym and like that interests me too, but I want to, I want to see people on my level motivating, motivating me as well. Absolutely. If I'm a woman, I want to see a strong woman motivating me. If I'm a, ma a male, you know, all sorts of that stuff. It's so, all, it's all about relatability, right? you know, and, and that's crucial because you see a lot of gyms and they just post their high level athletes doing, you know, high level shit that the majority of their members, the majority of people can't do. Or and, don't care about. Or don't care about. And so, you know, you, you have these people looking at this page or posts and they're like, you know, that's not me and it's consistently not me. So now you have, you know, what, 90% of your membership base that don't give a shit about what you're posting. Yeah. I can tell you some of our lowest interactions and we typically get around like a 15 to 20% like rate on an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. So of the impressions that we see on Instagram, usually 15 to 20% will hit the like button. Um, I'm still kind of calculating views, but Posts that involve like a really strong member doing yet another strong thing, mm -hmm. super low. Mm -hmm. People just are like, neat. What yeah. else? What else is new? Like, we get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you take like a, uh, man, I can't even think of a good example. Um, 
if you take like a video of you know a class doing something together and you post about it the collective effort of the gym on the very high end of mm-hmm. things because that's what people experience that's what they can relate to right. they can't relate to the you know strong coach deadlifting 500 pounds right. like it it's cool to them but they just that's not on their level right so and mixing that in every once in a while that's great because you get that variety but of course single-handedly going that one direction that's where you lose people yeah it's you don't post stuff with the thought of like what's going to get the most likes right. but it is certainly an indication of what people like yeah <laughs> so um you know literally those numbers like consider that just free insight for you that um you know we've studied this for years i, I study our social media account extremely closely um and that stuff matters so really do try to mix it up and understand that the average person that's following you is likely interested in a lot of different things things they're not honed in on one specific goal and again going back to that you know, the idea of <clears throat> posting on these platforms is for your members. So you're not trying to like prove to the outside world that you have members that are strong mm-hmm. or that, you know, you're the, the best of the best. Maybe like a little bit, a little Maybe bit, like a tiny bit, a little bit, <laughs> but it is geared towards your membership base. Yeah. Like that's, that's your goal. But at the same token, I would argue that you are trying to do that to your membership base. You know, yeah. I don't think, the, I don't think the, yeah, I see that. the retention process stops once you get a member i'm always trying to prove to our members that we are the best gym right i don't believe i I totally agree with that yeah yeah, i don't believe that somebody joins and they're just like oh you got them they're good right i want to prove every single day that these people made the right decision that you you're at a place that has attention to detail that progresses people that you know knows why they're doing the movements and can point out in a social media post what muscles are being worked yeah so i i completely agree with you on the outside world thing but I do think that you you that is a thought channeling that to to Inside, the members. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, okay, so what not to do? Don't sell. Don't talk like a business. Um, don't be short on variety, and don't be don't be inconsistent with your branding. So one of my personal pet peeves is if I follow a gym and like one day they'll post a picture in black and white, the next day it'll be in color, then they'll be like a video in a weird frame or it just looks different every single time. Yep. Um, and we like, we used to bounce around a lot on what we would post and almost kind of like struggling to find out what that outer identity was from a branding perspective. Right. Um, and if you go to, like I said, if you go to at performance 360, it'll, it's very clear kind of what our approach is, but you know, people are on social media. A lot of the times there are just few brainwaves being active it is just zombie i'm scrolling i'm scrolling so i think people should be able to scroll and know like when they've seen your video yeah um it should look the same every time it should have the same high quality um it should be the same type of if you use filterings like filterings filters filters (laughs) um it should be the same type of it, it should just be very consistent so bouncing all over the place is just a good way to have people not know what to identify your brand as. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was hanging out with a few friends last night. Um, a kid that used to belong to the gym um, moved to Australia and then to Vermont and all that stuff. He was back visiting and um, the group of people there and the gym actually came up in the group because of our social media branding. Um, one guy who I didn't even know really cared or knew about the gym was like, yeah, like all your posts are like, they're awesome. Like they're always the same. Like 
in terms of the way they look. He's like, I always know when I when you're when it's your guy's post. And it's like yeah. th- there's a lot of people out there posting gym pictures and stuff like that, but to be able to identify a single post that is ours just on the visuals, like that's huge. That's that consistent jab, jab, jab kind of mm-hmm. in people's brain. Um, and I thought that was really cool that people were talking about this last night. That's it, honestly that's a great real world example. Like, is it going to be the type of thing that gets you a ton of members right away? And like, no, but that it just adds up and it creates that perception of your gym and what that brand is all about and um that's what sticks in people's mind and that's obviously what you want yeah absolutely um okay last on the do not do list uh don't run your business through your personal page my biggest pet peeve yeah what what i mean by that is like of, of course post content that's about the business i use my facebook page for that a lot when i right. post links and podcasts and things like that definitely do that but your jam is more than your personal goddamn highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And after a clean and jerk PR and a snatch PR and a deadlift PR and all your heavy weights that you're doing, like people are going to lose interest with that. There are literally thousands of other people doing that on mm-hmm. the internet. Yep. So what about that is special that is going to keep people coming back or just care at all? Like you can go to any, you, you I could throw like, you can throw a dart on a map and it's going to land within five miles of a CrossFit gym at this point in time. So it's like, how are you differentiating? What, what's, what's cool about that? Nothing. Um, and how is that going to attract people to you? It isn't right. So do your thing. You know, I understand the aspect of like showing those lifts. You want to show that you're, that you're skilled, that you know what you're doing, that you can get people strong, totally get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when it's the only thing you're doing for your business is constantly posting videos of yourself exercising and you're neglecting the actual business page, that's when I take issue with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what? one of my dislikes about that whole thing is, you know, if there, there obviously is a person posting behind a business page and I hate when an emotion of the individual shows up on the business page. For example, I can, I can think of a few examples where, you know, a, a business or a gym or something that I follow, like somebody posts a pissed off message, like I'm tired yeah. of you guys doing this. I, I've seen that with like people leaving a bumper out, yeah. bumper plate and like the gym from the gym page will post like basically like a fuck you to the members. Yeah. It's just like, because you this... are, you're begging to go out of business. <laughs> I know, right? You're, you're begging. Yeah. I like, I, I see that and I just like, I have to take a minute because I'm just like, need yeah. to cool down. Are there, are there any other examples like that? No, just, um, you know, one, I've seen one where people weren't showing up for, um, scheduled like training sessions or something like that. And they were like, if you're going to sign up, like you better show up or something like that. And this is just like, like, that's not what you need to be posting on your business page for right. like that is something that you handle individually with people who are not showing up. Right. Um, like it's okay. Exactly. You want to handle that yeah. in the right forum. But so what that does is that has two negative effects. Number one, Double negative. The, <laughs> no, cause that means it's a positive. <laughs> um, number one, like you're just making people not want to follow your brand. Yeah. Like your members are just, there's nothing about that. That's going to be, um, like magnetizing to following the number mm-hmm. two, 
you are publicly saying on your business page that people are not showing up to your workouts. Yep. You're advertising that. <laughs> people aren't coming to my workouts. Yep. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. So, what, what I mean, what does that even fall under? Like, what not to do? Like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be an idiot. That, that's the... That's the main summary for all that. <laughs> um, okay, so to recap that part, what not to do, don't sell, don't talk like a business and use corporate jargon, um, don't lack variety, don't be inconsistent with your branding, and um, don't run your business through your personal highlight reel. And don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. No. Yeah. Anything else to add to that section? No. Um you know, this is one of those things I feel like we go on and on on what not to do. But please, please. What's that? Please. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, don't, don't want to get, get in there. <laughs> like, there's, there's some, like, heavily, deeply associated negatives with me on certain brands because of how they handle social media. Like, yeah, like, I, what, what are some examples? You don't have to obviously name the gym, but what are some examples? I just, like, I don't know. You see people... And, and maybe this is for me, like trying to run a successful business. And I, th- I find that, you know, customer service and like treating our members correctly is probably the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, Like that's why you're on the podcast right now. Yeah. And it's like, I see people treating their customers as if like, there's some like high in the sky, like elite place that everybody should worship them. And because of that, they don't need to you know, be nice to people, treat them with respect or, you know, showcase what they're doing, whatever it is. Like they just think that they can do whatever they want and like be, you know, a-holes to people and that that's going to somehow like help their business. It's just like, and I like, I see this stuff and I get like really, really pissed off to where like I'm kind of in a bad mood for a little Mm -hmm. while. I'm just like fucking idiots but at the same time like well like that makes us that much better because we do treat people with respect and like go through the you know our business we do it properly and we do it with respect so um that was kind of a little side rant no i mean is there any does that manifest itself on social media accounts that you follow in a way that just kind of like turns you off well yeah like i immediately just like like disregard their brand in the sense of like i don't respect them and Mm -hmm. i would never um, you know, and, and this isn't gyms necessarily. This is all kinds of other brands, um, stuff that I might buy products from. Like there's a few companies that I literally will not do business with because of just stuff I've seen on social media or even stuff like emails. That's, you know, not the idea of this, uh, this episode, but like emails that I've gotten from people, like I will not buy stuff from them or associate my stuff with them because of little things that they do here and there that are just, they're terrible, you know, business moves. So, I mean, I guess a, a takeaway for that would be on your social media, just use it as a way to make sure that you are supportive of the community and not um, above it. Yeah. And um, understand that people, it, it, this isn't something that people just like casually check out and that's it. Like there are some people that are deeply rooted in social media and, mm-hmm. you know, take a lot of guidance from social media and you know, your brand that you represent on there means a lot to that person. So while a lot of people, it may not mean so much and you can get away with things here or there, like, you know, really understand that this has an effect on people. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, I, to go back to that point, I really, I really learned that when, you know, 
we got that complaint about, you know, the, the variety aspect yeah. of it is like, I was shocked that like there was half of me that once I had kind of found out that it was statistically not true, I, I was annoyed by it. And then there was another half of me that was like, this is amazing that people are this invested into it right. and like care this much about it Right. to create that type of, you know, there's, you for every action, there was an equal and opposite reaction. And it's like, if you create that extremely amazing, loyal, supportive community, then you're going to generate strong opinions based off stuff that you might do. Right. So it's understanding that like, yes, you've done these things that are going to create this community and to build it. But now you also have to be prepared to keep that going. And, and that oftentimes starts with the social media aspect of it. Yeah. It starts with, you know, like for us, for example, we post a lot. It, it's we have stuff accessible in a bunch of different mediums. So, I mean, it, it's it's like it's almost got that element of like like movie reviews almost. Yeah. It's like you know, like I'm very aware. I will say this as somebody who handles social media, and I would encourage this greatly to all gyms. I am constantly extremely self-aware on what is being posted the language that's being used. And I don't mean like saying shit, just like the tone, the tone, yeah, the consistency of it and what we're trying to eat. What we're, what is the point of posting something? We'll get to that in a second, but if you don't have a point to post something, don't post it. Yep. If there's no reason why that, that post exists, then don't save it, save, save it for something else. Yeah. And actually that brings up another point of what not to do. Do not hire somebody else to run your social media marketing. Um, there's or, or, or get a member to do it. Yeah. Or have anybody else other than somebody who is like heavily invested and, you know, running the business because you're the only one that has, you know, a true idea of the brand that you're trying to create and, you know, the direction that you're trying to go. Yeah. And like the whole, I don't understand social media. I don't get it. Like get off your ass. <laughs> like there are books that teach you how to do it. Yep. There are emails that teach you how to do it. I knew nothing about it three years ago Mm -hmm. and you know the the strong are going to survive and it's like if you're not doing everything you can to learn about important aspects of your business of your brand of your community building and your marketing then this industry doesn't have time for you right so um handle it yourself um okay so we'll talk a little bit about each platform um this will kind of get into like our well it's all been our personal opinion but um, I think this may be a little bit more so since I think we have some pretty definitive feelings on different types of social media and what's helpful and, and what's not. Um, Facebook, so most visited website, I think, in the world. I think, um, so, yeah. I think it, it edges out Google. Um, and Facebook, you know, I struggle with Facebook right now, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I think it's like kind of lost its identity a bit from a business perspective. Yeah. You know, years ago, Facebook introduced these algorithms that made it a lot more difficult to be consistently viewed. You know, they sold it as, um, no, we're doing this to get rid of like low quality content. Right. So if you get a lot of interaction with your posts, like you'll still get, be seen as just a lie. Yeah. Um, it was a method to get people to pay for exposure. Like you see that boost post button next to everything else our interactions and our content engagement was through the roof when those algorithms right. went up and our stuff disappeared. Yeah. 
So I've lost a little bit of interest in posting consistently on Facebook, but I will say it is very good for, I would say, written written content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have a blog, um, if your website has a blog or you're writing personal articles or you're doing podcasts or anything that you're providing click-throughs. Any- Be- because it's also easily shareable on Facebook, right. and I think that's huge. You know, if you Great post point. a good blog article or, a, uh, you know, good content, whatever that is, people will share it, and it's super easy to share. Great point. So it's it's... I would say definitely the best platform for sharing content. You could say Twitter. We'll get into the whole Twitter thing <laughs> in a second. But, um, yeah, it's it's good for sharing content. It's good for anything with a link. Um, videos are hit or miss. Sometimes we'll post something on there, and it'll get like 100 likes. Sometimes it'll get zero. Yeah. It just highly depends on it, the algorithms, those damn scientists that <laughs> I, I think I read an article that said something between five and ten percent of your followers will see your content. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know think, I think I think Instagram right now is like twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. So yeah, I mean I, I get it, they need to make money um through the boost posts, but like just know that when you're posting like only, you know, ten percent of people are gonna be seeing that. Right. So we use Facebook a lot for I'd say like hyper-specific member posts Mm -hmm. are member of the month links, Mm -hmm. um, interviews with members, uh, videos about members. um, Even if it's a video of like a a member who might not get a lot of attention on social media, we post it to Facebook. It gets a huge interaction every Mm -hmm. single time. So it's good for those things. It's not good to hit like every single day, um, multiple times a day, video content. It just kind of gets lost in the mix with that. Um, one of the aspects that we've had a lot of success with on Facebook um, that we've kind of created our own road around the fact that you cannot get to members is private pages. Yep. So we have a private Facebook page. Or uh, it's considered a group, right? It's a group, a group yeah. yeah. And I, I'm i going to go ahead and take take a lot of Performance 360 credit for this because we did this maybe like four years ago. Oh, yeah. And I've seen a ton of gyms do this now yep. pretty much all of our competition in the area does it. Um, but it's a, it's just a group page where you can add members of the gym to it. And, you know, when you post in it, people get notifications. Yep. So this is great for um, communication about the gym, um, you know, communicating like different hours or um, different class times that might be coming up or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving holidays, things like that. Right. Um it's really good for creating content. You know, anytime we have a blog post or podcast or anything, we drop it in there. It's kind of, it's almost, it's kind of like an email because people get a notification about it. Um, so that's a really good option. Um, and then uh, of course, equally as important to that is members post in it. Right. So it kind of creates an online forum, online community where members are, are running it with our drop ins on gym management stuff. Yeah. I mean, just some things that have happened through that members play page. I think business partnerships have started. Um, people have found jobs through employers that way, you know, people sell stuff, people find roommates. Like it's really, it's really cool Yeah. to see what, what happens in there. And all that stuff is going to be doing is building, you know, people's, um, emotional connection to the brand and, and building, building that loyalty w- with the brand. Yeah. And if people aren't interested in it, they don't have to join it. So it's a, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. Um, Instagram. So Facebook, you know, we've always kind of traditionally used Facebook as like that local 
social media approach. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always found San Diego local. We get much more out of that from Facebook. Right. Whereas Instagram has been kind of like national branding. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's definitely changing in the last few months. I've seen a lot of people write on the join page, like, how'd you hear about us? Instagram. Instagram, yep. So Instagram posts, things like that. Um, so Instagram, where Facebook is obviously more link-written content, Instagram is all about visuals. These are things people know. But um, again, it goes back to make sure you're putting up good stuff. Yep. So Instagram is getting really sophisticated. There's filters. There's editing tools. Don't post the garbage picture or garbage video. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of videos from coaches where I'm like, ah, this is awesome. <laughs> like it's a huge accomplishment, but I'm just not going to post it because the video sucks. Yep. And old phones, or if you're from too far away, or the lighting is bad, there's a variety of reasons why it could be bad. But um, we always try to post good quality video. Um, and one of the things that we do t- to that point is part of our coaches' responsibilities are to capture stuff like yeah. that. Um, we're very explicit with our coaching staff that, hey, when there's a minute of time where you're not hands-on with somebody – when there's somebody going for a PR and there's somebody else to help them there with a spot or something like that, get get it on video. Yeah. Like very definitive. Like get that on video. Yeah. We want to be able to take that, post it. Again, one of our four pillars is the recognition of achievement. That's a big part of it. So mm-hmm. if they get into a club, if they get into um, you know, any, any of the achievement clubs or anything like that, like always snap a picture of it and always make sure we're building it from the inside out. Yeah, that's a really good point because, you know, I know a lot of people, when they think of social media, they think there's so many different platforms. There's so many, you know, if I'm trying to post multiple times a day, how do I have time for all of this? And that's a great workaround to that is get your coaches to take the videos or the pictures and just send them over. And that way, when you get something, you check it out, make sure it's good, upload it, you're good to go. Um, You know, it is somewhat time consuming, but it doesn't have to be a full-time job. Absolutely not. And like for us, you know, we we have two spots, so... We're not sitting at one gym all day. Right. Um, you know, I think a lot of gym owners are, and I would say get up, take some videos, do right. it yourself. But if you don't have that capacity, then it takes, I'd say, an aggregate of 45 seconds of total video out of a one-hour class yeah. that a coach has to do. Yeah. So it's, like, super easy. And then oftentimes I'll wake up, um, and there'll be texts from, like, a 6 a.m. class from the coach mm-hmm. and it's like I already have videos to post content right, right there. So, um, definitely outsource that, um, to your staff. Um, what else on Instagram? Um, it goes, yeah, it goes back to like Instagram is our biggest platform right now. So just always think about what you're, why you're posting, who is this for? Um, if it doesn't fit into one of the four pillars, like for me, it's those building community, recognizing effort, inspiring, setting a good example and offering a glimpse into the business. If it's not in one of those four, then, um, it kind of doesn't get posted. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of harp on that offer a glimpse into the business, I think people would be surprised at how interested others are to the operations of the gym. Um, you know, whether people are, you know, into business or into, you know, running a gym or whatever, like people love that kind of behind the scenes, look and I know that you've posted some like text conversations that we've had you know that where we're just like either making fun of each other or like 
showing off how we made a stupid mistake on the schedule or something like that. And we'll post it and make fun of ourselves. And like that stuff gets a ton of interaction. Right. Um, and I, I always thought that, that was pretty cool because, um, you know, a lot of people think that they have to be perfect as a business. And it's like, you're going to screw up, like make that human, make it, you know, make it a, a part of the gym where everybody can laugh at it. And you'll find that that builds that community aspect even better. Yeah. I mean, pe- people relate to flaws at yeah. the end of the day. Um, also one thing, educational content too, that, that definitely falls under the inspire aspect of things. Um, we do post a fair amount of educational stuff. Um, not in the sense of like, you know, this video is, exists to educate you. Um, sometimes we'll do that with like the movement fix videos. Um, you know, when we have time to film those, we'll drop those into Instagram for the record. They never get much interaction, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, an example of somebody like, squatting doing a low bar back squat that's doing it really well like let's say they hit a low bar back squat for a pr like Mm -hmm. so this this post accomplishes many things number one you can recognize the achievement of the member number two you can educate hey this is a low bar versus a high bar number three you can kind of talk about like why that is the benefits of each you can do that in three or four sentences so um always just kind of it all falls back to like, what can I achieve with this post? Why am I doing it? Why am I taking the time to do it? So Mm -hmm. if there's not a definitive reason for it, or you haven't thought out what it's going to be, I'm not saying think out the writing. Like I said, like don't spend an hour on it, but just make sure there's a point behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Twitter. What are your thoughts on Twitter? (laughs) I tried it when it first came (laughs) out and I had this epiphany of this is, terrible this is a stupid thing to be on i've never gotten it man some people they like twitter is life and i get it for certain industries for certain um things that you want to follow but for a gym i think it is just not even in your arsenal i went out i've gone on phases because years ago you would read so much about how important twitter is so i would try to get on there and post links and post stuff and like i just no one sees it no one cares yeah, like no cares. one retweets it like maybe our shit just sucks but like no one does that ever so it's like um it's also so national yeah. it's there's nothing hyper local about it um the feed i hate the feed yeah it's impossible to see what's going on in there and like maybe i'm just making myself seem like an idiot right now but I've never seen value in it from a local gym. I mean, you know, most people, they follow so many different people that it's like stuff just, it's in and out so quickly. Um, there's no personal feeling to it, I feel like. I feel like it's it's very analytical in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, there was a, about a two-month period that I was like, okay, I'm going to get, like, deep into this. I don't even think I told you, but everything that you posted on Facebook or Instagram or articles, I would then, you know, convert into a tweet and post it and just see what happened. And I tracked it, and it was just, like, after a few weeks, I was like, I did, I've done this, the same this thing. is dumb. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's, a, you know, it's huge if you're, like, a huge Twitter with this, with this you know, following, like, in the hundreds of thousands or millions. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think it's a small business. Much yeah. Good. And not to turn this into anything political, but like Donald Trump is right. a big tweeter and that's like a perfect medium for him right? because this is something that he is nationally, uh, exposed to and he needs like as much following as he can. You know, it's like 140 characters or less. It's made to create something that is 
I don't want to say controversial, but that's just exciting. Yeah. And like it's perfect for news. A gym is not yeah, like check out Becky like doing squats. Yeah. Like, nope. Pass. Scroll right past that. <laughs> um so Twitter we haven't much found much use for. Snapchat I was all in on for like forty eight <laughs> hours. Um when I read like I follow Gary V stuff a lot and he was all over Snapchat and uh man, is that the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like I get it from a Actually, I don't get it, but like, we'll get into Instagram in a second, and how I think like their Instagram stories is actually probably the best thing to happen to small business. Mm-hmm. But like the Snapchat with like the dog ears, and I don't, I, don't, I didn't get it. Did not Me get neither. it from a business perspective. I think I remember you said that you were going to get on there and start posting, and I either told you or one of our other friends. I was like, twenty four hours max. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. off. And it was like less than that. <laughs> it was genuine. I think like thirty six hours. I put like two snaps up and I'm just like, this is stupid. <laughs> I remember one time I got on Lee, one of our friends, like I was drunk and I was like, he was, he showed me what Snapchat was and I posted on there. I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> um, and I, I still feel that way very yeah. passionately. Um, but I'll tell you why I think Instagram stories is different because the platform is much different. So um Right away, it was tied into a brand that you already had established. You already had all these followers. Right. Um, I love the scrollability of it, like mm-hmm. how you can see what's going on. You can scroll across the top, and it is the single best thing to come along for very quick, like extremely informal looks into the business. Yep. So you can take you know five or six second videos, post six or seven a day of the class. And it's just such an easy way to give like more people recognition, show more aspects of the workout, show some of like the lighter sides of things, mm-hmm. um, not be so kind of buttoned up um, as you would on all the other posts. Right. They don't last long. It's such a attention span. It's just a few seconds with posts. I really, really like um, Instagram stories for that like daily interaction with folks to, to give people like the glimpse of what's going on. Yeah, I actually I'm not a personal big follower of a lot of stories. Like I obviously follow a few, um, but I love it because of how it came about. You know how they tried to buy Snapchat and Snapchat shut them down and said, we're not going to sell it to you. Oh really? So they're like, okay, that. we'll do it ourselves." Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to, I've never paid a ton of attention to Snapchat after I tried it, but um, I'd be interested to see what happens with them. Like now that Instagram is doing that and they just came out with, like direct message videos. Mm-hmm. So you can send a direct message video that like disappears. Soon. Yeah. I thought I, I just um, saw that. Whatever yeah. the feature that Snapchat has. Yeah. So they're basically just like giving the finger to yep. Snapchat. I love that. Um, YouTube. So this is an area that's like always been on my slash our list to like develop a YouTube page. I do see the value in it. Yep. I wish we had time to do more of it, but I think it's a great tool to post like a little bit longer educational videos of movements um, videos like explaining stuff at a whiteboard. I, I think there's a lot of cool aspects that I follow some gyms that are doing that I'm kind of envious of that I, I wish we could do a better job of, but yeah. I, I personally see some value in YouTube. Yeah, there's tremendous value. I think the issue with YouTube is usability. It's, um, it doesn't, it, it's not as user friendly as all the other networks. Um, and so that can definitely hold you back. And I think that's, been a little bit why we've lacked in the past and we probably will continue to lack because Mm -hmm. of that um you know lack of they need like a feed yeah a feed or just a better structure maybe a lot of different things but um there i think there is tremendous potential in expanding that 
Um, and for those of you that do a good job with it, I, I think people should continue to do it and explore that for sure. Yeah, I think if they were to ever come out with something where it's like you follow, maybe this is already on there, but like you follow different pages and then you have an actual feed, like when you log in, like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, like places that you follow, that everything is kind of laid out. I think they kind of do, but it's not the focus of it. It's yeah. like if you subscribe, you'll get a notification. I see, I subscribe, I get these notifications. But yeah, but like, there's no just common place to go. going to the page, like yeah. I want to just scroll through it. Yeah. Um, okay. So some, some quick examples of just things that we like on social media. Um, we'll give you some actual tangible places to follow and check out, um, that we think are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked about stories, selling deals, yep. like selling on the most personalized kind of intimate aspect of social media right now, which is the Instagram stories. Like, I hate that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk about that REI example of, of what they do. Well, instead of these, like, I don't know if it's specifically Black Friday or Cyber Monday, one of those two ones, um, they say instead of, you know, shopping online, like, go outside. Yeah. And everybody is talking about buy this, the sale, all that stuff. So they are taking the exact opposite route and saying, Stop doing that. Don't buy anything from us. Go outside. Yeah. You know, explore the outdoors. Uh, they have the, it's like the hashtag opt outside. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't, I haven't looked at the details of what that has generated, but you just see shares and pictures and all this stuff all over social media about that hashtag or about what they're promoting. And that is going to, in the back end, to give them so many more sales. And of course, where do you think these people are going to go buy to do the stuff? Outside? Yeah, I know. So it's like it's like one of the most genius things ever, um, and they've gotten so much press from it that like smart people there. Yeah, I I love REI for a number of different reasons, but I've always liked their marketing on that end. Yeah. Um, a couple of gyms that I personally like, um, Deuce Gym. I think it's just at Deuce Gym, something like that. If you search, it'll come up. Uh, they do a really good job. As far as the examples, we talk about branding consistency, very similar tone, voice, um, very similar visuals on what they produce. You can scroll through any social media. Oh, hi, Lieutenant Dan. Prince's husky puppy just walked into the room, and he's amazing. And he's going to start eating our faces. <laughs> um, and everything is just very – it's appealing. Like, you want to look at it. Uh, very good. They do consistently put out stuff on Instagram stories. Um I've gotten a lot of great ideas from Deuce Gym. Um, oddly enough, like right down the road from them, Paradiso CrossFit, I do like what they, they do on social media. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of um, focusing on the community and the branding and a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and um, maybe not awesome visuals, but like really good looks at just the – you know, you, you feel like you're a part of that gym when you follow them. Right. Um, Black Iron Gym, uh, that's Chrissy May Cagney's gym, who we're, oddly enough, trying to book on the podcast. We'll see if she comes on. Um, their stuff, and if she comes on, I would love to ask her about this. Yeah. It's, it's heavily advanced focused, so I'm sure that's by design. She's a very good and smart marketer. Um, a little too advanced for my personal taste. Um, they're really going all in on that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... Beautiful visuals, great really? jobs on the branding. Yeah, everything looks great. Well thought out pictures, posts. It's just a, a really fun gym to follow. RP Strength, which everybody knows, the Renaissance Periodization. Um, they do a really good job, in my opinion, because 
they've kind of gone all in on social proof. Mm -hmm. Social proof is a hugely successful format. Social proof meaning like showing members talking about it, testimonials before and afters, like proof of other people using it. Uh, But I'll say this on it. Social proof, I think has to be like your, your thing, right? It's gotta be your thing and you gotta stick to it. If you just drop that in, like, it comes out weird. Yeah. Like, I, that, I that's totally happened with mean. us before. Like yeah. we, we, I mean, out of the thousands of posts that we've made under 10 have been like a before and after. Right. And it's never been our thing. Like focus on, on aesthetics to the point where it's like, we want that to be the main focus of how you quantify progress. Right. So whenever we do, it just comes out so wrong yeah. it comes out so misinterpreted mm-hmm. to the point where we've kind of just like given up on it yeah um but if you're the type that's kind of gone all in and your your brand is before and afters things like that then um rp strength is a good uh brand to follow they post a ton of uh, reposts and members who follow their their tr- their nutrition plans things like that um so that's that's all i got what do you got on the takeaways um you know, mostly the, this is a big portion of what you do. You know, all, you know, just as important as running a, a good gym inside the gym, like you also need to run a good program outside of the gym, and that's through social media. Um, you know, if, there, if you're talking about your entire business, um, you've got your in-gym presence, like your website and your emails and your that part of the online presence, and then you've got your social media presence, and they all – all three carry a very heavy weight um, and, you know, one different aspect shouldn't be overlooked for sure. Um, and it is part of your job. So, um, you know, treat it as such. Um, you know, I, I, I can't stress everybody's online in some sort. And if you go online and like you said earlier, if you find uh, a gym that you're scouting out and they don't have a good social media presence, so that's, it just makes them think the gym itself is bad. Um, and obviously that's not what you want. Yeah, that's, I agree with all that. And I would say social media is not, let's be realistic on what it is. You can be a great gym and not have any presence on social media whatsoever. Yeah, you can for sure. However, you're leaving a ton of community building on the table if you ignore that aspect yep. of it. Um, and I would say get like some, some principles, if you will, like figure out what, what your gym is about, what, what what makes your gym successful and focus on those as your pillars for your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your gym is not successful and you're trying to make it successful, consider using a more aggressive social media approach targeted towards your community as a way to, to potentially build that. So, yeah. And I, I'd like to, uh, you know, mention one other thing. Everybody talks about how do you track this? How do you see if it's working? And I hate to say it, but don't try that because you're going to think that it's a terrible method to, you know, drive consumers and stuff like that. There is no great way of tracking the effectiveness of it. Just understand that, continue to push forward with what you're doing. Um, and don't look at it as like, it needs to generate an ROI of X percent because that's not, that's not the goal. That's a good point. And hopefully we can get into that and maybe like a marketing episode as far as like spending dollars on marketing. Yeah, we definitely should. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. As always, please give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, please share the episode if you enjoyed it. And um, if you have any questions on this episode, uh, let us know. We'd love to answer them for the next podcast. Um, 
And that's pretty much it. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. See you later, guys.